In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. One scholar writes, if the Bible is any indication, holy people make us uncomfortable. They take sacrificial risks on behalf of others. They are disarmingly wise and often disconcertingly weird. Well, I don't know about you, but I'd be happy to receive this as a compliment. Jesus, the hometown boy. Gosh, he's acting a little weird today. He comes back from traveling. He brings back his friends who left their own homes and fishing nets and family responsibilities to follow him. And now he has, he has the audacity to come back home and tell us what's what. By whose authority? How dare he? Who does Jesus, Mary's son, think he is? Well, that's exactly the question, right? Who does Jesus think he is? And more importantly, who do we think that Jesus is? These past few weeks, Jesus has been asserting his authority and authority equal to God. Well, this is offensive to others who can't see beyond what they think they know about Jesus, the hometown boy. So Jesus has come home and he offends his people. You know how these young people are. They go off to college or to wherever, and then they come home for the summer spouting all these radical ideas. It's so much easier to impart wisdom and prophetic knowledge onto people we don't know because we already have a notion of who we think the people we know are. Jesus's hometown can't hear the word of God from Jesus because they already think they know who Jesus is. Oh, he's just Mary's son, Joseph's son. He's just a hometown boy. I remember a friend saying to me once when I told, told him I was going off to, to seminary and was going to be ordained and, and, and as soon as we sat down for lunch, he just looked at me quizzically and said, what happened to you? <laughs> and I seriously, I seriously took that as a compliment. Well, Jesus doesn't care what people think of him. He's going there anyway. And he goes home and he does what he does and, and his town, his people, they don't get it. Jesus doesn't care. He is going to say what he has to say, do what he has to do. And, and he models this actually for the disciples. He commissions his disciples to do the same. He tells them, if people reject you, shake off the dust and move on. Jesus tells us today that we can't worry about what people think. We have a responsibility to our faith in that we must be able to proclaim by both word and deed the good news what God has done through Jesus Christ in giving us hope for a transformed world, a world of peace, a world of beauty, and a world that offers hope to the suffering and disenfranchised, a faith that gives us courage, a faith that gives us community, a faith that gives us love and respect, and a faith that gives us ultimately joy, the joy of life itself and the joy of living in community with mutual respect, a faith that carries us through challenges, darkness, and disappointments. This is what we today as the church have to offer the world. And with faith comes responsibility, response, ability. Responsibility means we respond 
We respond to our faith and because of our faith, the world needs us to respond by word and deed. There's a wonderful book called Almost Christian by Kendra Creasy Dean. And, and she did this study of teenagers and faith and, and how we can learn from them and how, how they respond to faith. And in her research, she came to the conclusion that, that we are failing our young people and our churches by simply espousing that Christianity is about being nice to each other. That the church is too concerned about being nice instead of concentrating on holiness. That we are too afraid to offend others so we water down our proclamations of faith by saying we don't need the Nicene Creed because it may offend others or it's hard to understand or, or let's just cut these prayers out because they're too difficult. Not realizing that it's in the questioning and struggle that we grow and we are anchored more solidly to a stronger foundation. Now I'm not suggesting we go stand on a street corner with a sign, but I do take to heart her study because I believe we do fail our kids and young people and by default the future of the church if we don't give them a solid foundation and a responsible proclamation of the God story, which means we must model a holy response to faith by word and deed. And Jesus models this throughout his ministry. And today he's telling us not to succumb to rejection or a presumption of failure. Her research concluded that young people need the following, a creed to believe in, a community to belong to, a sense of purpose, and a feeling of hope about the future. I would venture to say that it doesn't matter how old you are, we all need this a creed to believe, a community to belong to, a sense of purpose and a feeling of hope about the future. A creed to believe in, I'm saying it again, a community to belong to, a sense of purpose and a feeling of hope about the future. This is what the church should be modeling. And ironically, she juxtaposes this with what street gangs have to offer. And Christian Picciolini, a former neo-Nazi promoter who says that that, that is what domestic terrorist, terrorist groups have to offer as well. They offer all of these things as do street gangs and other, other organizations, other domestic terrorist organizations. So if we don't offer these things, what other entities will? What, what will we respond to in our own lives that fill these needs? A creed to believe in, a community to belong to, a sense of purpose and a feeling of hope about the future. This is what we have to be about. It is what Jesus is bringing home today. So this is what Jesus went home to teach. None of these elements can be accomplished by niceties. They are accomplished by conviction and by being open-minded to something deeper and more meaningful than what's on the surface. And sometimes our perception of each other is merely on the surface. Jesus's hometown didn't really know Jesus or they weren't willing to open up their minds to different knowledge of Jesus so that they could hear it or respond to it. They didn't wanna go that deep. 
Jesus asks us to go from nice to holy, to explore an openness to what God may be telling us, not to reject on the surface level, but to respond with a deeper engagement. So what does holy mean exactly? It, well, it means setting ourselves apart for God's purpose, setting ourselves apart for a certain responsibility, to respond to our same. God uses us if we listen. Jesus sends the disciples forth to do the same. They were sent forth in ways that their communities would understand, and God does the same with us. God uses us, and there's a reassurance that God gives us the words to say and the tools to proclaim in both words and deeds. God gives us all of that. God sends Ezekiel to the house of Israel, to the stubborn, to the impudent. And it's interesting that scripture says whether they hear or refuse to hear. That's different than saying whether they understand or don't understand whether they hear or refuse to hear, whether they come on board or don't come on board. He says, whether they hear or refuse to hear, this means that we, that we offer it no matter what, that it's our responsibility to put it out there and the chips will fall as they may. What this is really asking us to look at is how do we limit our faith and our response to faith? And we must remember that we too will be rejected at times. We may start a ministry and it may live or it may die. But does that mean we give up? No, we shake off the dust of unbelief and we, we try another house. It's not, it's not about results as it is about the doing, the speaking and the witnessing. I mean, we have no control over others and what they wish to hear or believe. Evangelism, which is what is happening in both of these stories, is not about making people convert, nor is it about growing the church or congregation. It's about living and breathing and proclaiming the stories of God in our everyday actions and in our words. Growing the church is not about enticing people to come through our doors. It's about, it's about deepening our response to faith, living the faith, and being a witness to faith, staying true to our faith. Creed to believe in, a community to belong to, a sense of purpose and hope for the future. We all here need this. And so do so many people out there beyond these doors. And this is what we as the church and as disciples of Jesus have to offer. It's a, it's a big responsibility, a holy responsibility. And quite frankly, it's weird to most of the world out there. And that's okay. We can take that as a huge compliment. Amen.